Welcome to Safety Bites, a weekly podcast on all things related to workplace safety, hosted by me, Jason Schaffenbuhl. The thoughts expressed in this podcast are based upon my opinion and general best practices, which may not apply to all listeners. Always consult with a qualified professional before making any changes in your organization. On April 18, 2020, former Treasury Secretary Paul O'Neill passed away after battling cancer. His passing made me think back to early in my safety career to an article I read about Paul's view of employee safety. His message made me look at safety differently. To the best of my memory, Paul made a comment basically saying that you could get rid of OSHA and drive safety improvements by taxing employers for workplace injuries. That thought has always stuck with me. It reminds me that there are many ways to address employee safety, whether through OSHA compliance, which I'll argue in a future podcast only prevents about 20% of employee injuries, workers' compensation cost avoidance, or a moral directive to not cause harm. These are all reasons to not injure employees. Even later in his career, Paul delivered a relatively consistent message. In 2001, at a Georgetown University safety conference, Paul stated that all OSHA standards should be voluntary, but we should allow the government to shut down any business with a lost workday case over 2.0. In other words, if an employer had more than two lost workday cases per 100 employees, they are so unsafe they should be closed. It wasn't that Paul thought employee safety wasn't important. It was that he thought compliance wasn't the way to drive improvement in workplace safety. What impressed me most about Paul was that he was the CEO of Alcoa, a massive corporation, and he felt that employee safety was a key measure to his organization's performance. In Paul's first speech to shareholders in 1987, he stated, quote, Every year, numerous Alcoa workers are injured so badly that they miss a day of work. Our safety record is better than the general American workforce, especially considering that our employees work with metals that are 1,500 degrees and machines that can rip a man's arm off but it's not good enough. I intend to make Alcoa the safest company in America. I intend to go for zero injuries, end quote. Then an attendee asked about capital ratios, and Paul continued, quote, I'm not certain you heard me. If you want to understand how Alcoa is doing, you need to look at our workplace safety figures, end quote. Shortly after O'Neill took the helm of Alcoa in 1987, he tasked several Carnegie Mellon University graduates to develop the IT infrastructure for a real-time safety reporting system. O'Neill's vision was to have Alcoa facilities post all injuries and incidents within 24 hours after they occur, along with the corresponding root cause analysis and corrective actions. The intent was to make sure everyone was aware of the injuries that were occurring and to ensure that management was taking actions to prevent future occurrence. He also wanted the name of the person injured listed, not to shame them or call them out, but he wanted, quote, their co-workers to know, my friend got hurt. This is another human being. This is not about OSHA recordable rates or something. This is about individual human beings who are part of our family, end quote. While CEO at Alcoa, he had each of his 26 business unit vice presidents call him personally whenever the group experienced a lost workday injury. Quote, this constantly engaged them about safety, end quote, Paul said. It forced them to confront themselves. Quote, why do I have to make this call I hate to make, end quote. For me personally, this is a philosophy I use to this day. If you've listened to my podcast and accident investigation, I want supervisors to be a key part of the investigation process, and they should be held as responsible for the injury that occurred in their work area as the employee injured. When supervisors go through this process, they should return to their work area with a thought that they need to work to prevent all future injuries. Another memorable Paul O'Neill story is from his early career when he was with Alcoa. He was visiting one of the facilities in Tennessee. He told management, quote, As soon as anyone in this organization identifies a condition that could cause anyone here to be hurt, I want you to fix it, and you should know from now on that we are not going to budget for safety at Alcoa. 
As soon as we identify a risk condition, it will be fixed, and I will figure out how to pay for it, end quote. Then O'Neill gave his home phone number to the hourly workers on hand, instructing them to call him if they saw any hazardous conditions that hadn't been addressed. A few weeks later, O'Neill received a phone call late at night. It was an hourly representative from the Tennessee plant who told O'Neill that a section of the plant's roller conveyor system was broken. The caller said that he and other hourly workers had to carry 600-pound ingots wherever the conveyor was broken, and they were, quote, terrified, end quote, that they were going to get hurt. After he hung up with the worker, O'Neill called the plant manager and instructed him to fix the conveyor. Around 4 a.m., the plant manager called O'Neill to tell him that it had been repaired. At that point, word spread throughout the company that O'Neill was serious about safety. Remember back to that first meeting Paul had with his investors, where he said you could judge the company's performance by their safety figures? Well, one of the investors admitted that he bolted for the phone after hearing O'Neill's declaration and told clients, quote, The board put a crazy hippie in charge and he's going to kill the company. Sell your stock immediately before everyone else tells their clients to do the same thing, end quote. So how did Paul do at Alcoa? During his 13-year tenure, Alcoa's lost workday rate dropped from 1.86 to 0.23 cases per 100 employees, while its stock market value ballooned from $3 billion in 1986 to $27.5 billion in 2000. Stock prices went up 500%, and for every dollar you would have invested the day Paul took over as CEO, you would have earned all that money back in dividends alone. O'Neill stated, quote, People confused the idea that customers and production were the most important thing with the idea that workers had to put themselves at risk for the greater good of the company. It was always a stupid idea, but it took a while to get people to believe that it was neither right nor necessary, end quote. He once told his finance department that, quote, if you ever try to calculate how much money we save in safety, you're fired, end quote. Why? He didn't want employees looking at safety as a management scheme to save money. Quote, safety needs to be about a human value. Cost savings suggest something else. Safety is not about money, it's about constantly reinforcing its value as a precondition, end quote. Take a few minutes and keep this one glass quote of Mr. O'Neill's in your mind as you consider your workplace. Paul Rutini stated that, quote, an injury-free workplace is a precondition, not a priority, end quote. Therefore, don't make safety a priority you intend to focus on or improve. Start with employee safety being the foundation on which everything else you do is built. Thank you, Mr. O'Neill, for your service to our country and for sharing your vision on keeping employees safe. Rest in peace. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and will join me next week. Until then, please make time each day to create a safer workplace.